Welcome to another edition of the Tobacco Control Podcast. My name is Becky Freeman, and today I'm here talking with two authors of one of our most recent papers, Are Retailers Compliant with Zoning Regulations That Ban Tobacco Sales Near Schools in Changsha, China? And on the line we have Amy Frickatich and Ling Wang. Uh, Amy is based at the Ohio State University College of Public Health, and Ling is at the Nationwide Children's Hospital in Columbus, Ohio. And welcome. Thank you for talking with us today. Thanks for the invitation to talk. No problem. I think it would be good if you could just maybe set up, give us some background on the laws about retailers and zoning. It's actually quite unusual to have supply-side measures in tobacco control. Most countries focus on demand-side, so finding out that there's actually quite interesting laws in some cities in China about where you can sell tobacco uh, will be unusual for a lot of listeners. So in China, actually, many large cities... um, has um, banned the tobacco retail sales near schools. Uh, in the uh, city of Changsha, where we conducted our study, the tobacco retail sales is prohibited within 100 meters of the schools. And is that an unusual law, or do quite a few uh, cities in China have that law in place? Many cities, many large cities has been implemented this law. Okay, well, that's quite interesting. So I guess essentially the purpose of your study was to find out is this law in being enforced and having compliance? So how did you set about checking that? Well, Ling conducted audits of places, retail establishments in general, uh, near schools. So she took a random sample of schools in the city of Changsha and visited those schools and did a, you know walked a radius uh, around the schools to see if there were any retail environments that sold uh, tobacco products. So we, we actually assembled like uh, um, 36 uh, schools in the city, and uh, that's a random sam- sampling. And then we used the uh, maps to, to identify the 200 meter, meter radius area uh, around the schools. And uh, so then we uh, walked through the area, like the walk through the streets in the area to identify the tobacco retail stores and then went into the stores to audit their tobacco products and tobacco marketing practices like that. Great. And I think one of the, the great things about the methods you use is you didn't just look at schools. You were comparing these to sort of neighborhoods as well, just to just to see how your results compared. Yes. So we included the uh, neighborhoods for two reasons. One is to uh, compare it to the schools because the school areas is like the restricted areas. So neighborhoods is like... Um, the unrestricted areas. So we want to compare whether the policies impact the density of tobacco retail stores um, in these two types of areas. And another reason is that uh, residential neighborhoods is also, uh, there is lots of literature shows that residential uh, tobacco retail sales in residential neighborhoods uh, impact the uh, smoking behavior among both the youth and uh, adults. So we want to study uh, the tobacco retail sales there too. Okay, so you've set up the study. You've got comparative neighborhoods in place. Um, you've got you know your research protocol. So everyone wants to know what did you find. So we found that the 
density, uh, the density of the tobacco retail stores, like uh, in near schools, is pretty high. Like on average, there is about three tobacco retail stores located within 100 meters of the schools. And uh, the density of tobacco retail stores actually very comparable to that in neighborhoods. So it looks like there is the, the policy doesn't really impact the density. So essentially, you've got this law that's meant to protect children from the sale of tobacco within 100 meters of their school. And essentially, there's no difference in between the density near schools or neighborhoods that don't have similar laws. It's like you could be shopping anywhere. Yes. Yeah. And another very important finding from this study is that Ling found in her audits when she was actually inside the store and collecting information about the advertising and marketing practices at the point of sale that the practices that they were using definitely seemed to be targeting children. So about 83% of the retail stores um, displayed cigarettes within one meter of the floor. And that's sort of the standard that we use in the U.S. when we do audits. You know, are, the, um, are there any advertising and marketing practices or, or products themselves within three feet um, of the floor? And then about 59, almost 60% of the displays were... Um, within about a foot of toys and candy. Hmm. So clearly that none of these retailers had any worries or concerns. They were about to have inspectors come or they would lose their license. Um, I'm assuming that retailers needed to be licensed as well. And it, it doesn't sound like from your study that they had any qualms about just openly being a tobacco retailer near a school. Uh, yes. Our study found that like uh, only about 40% of the stores had a visible tobacco retail license in the store. The, this, I think this reflects two things. One is like the, the government didn't just um, like uh, do a lot of like inspection and monitoring of the license. The other thing is that uh, because of the low monitoring, so the stores may like they some of the stores may have the license they did not display it, and some of them probably just don't have a license. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's you know quite interesting to me that you you know have taken the steps to put in these these supply side measures. Like I say, a lot of countries haven't. I'm from Australia, and while we have really advanced tobacco control laws, we have nothing in place protecting people. But it becomes kind of just a window dressing law if it's not enforced. What what sort of, can you explain why you think the policy just isn't being enforced? I think the biggest challenge in China to enforce the policy is the conflict of interest um, created by the setup of the how the tobacco, the, the, the conflict of interest created by the tobacco industry interest and the public health policy interest. Because in China, the government is actually is responsible for both the production, sales, and administration of the tobacco production. And at the same time, they're also responsible for tobacco control. So this creates a, like a conflict of interest, which um, prohibits the implementation of the most of the tobacco control policies. Yes, I can see how the, this driving the sales and also trying to decrease the sales being run by the same agency just wouldn't really work. Well, thank you for that. Is there any sort of concluding comments or key recommendations you want to make or future research you're going to be considering? I think I want to add one key point of our findings is that like we uh, we found like over almost all of the schools had at least one tobacco retail store within 100 meters of the schools. 
this is provide a very easy access to the tobacco products for use. Another thing is a lot of tobacco retail stores actually display their tobacco products. Like a, I think it's about forty percent of the tobacco retail stores display their tobacco products visibly from the visible from the outside of the store. So this also increase the like、uh, make the tobacco products like、uh, feel like more familiar to kids and、uh, also adults. Increase the、uh, like、uh, impulse purchasing like that. Absolutely, it's a it's marketing and purchase all in one. Well, thanks so much, Ling.、Uh, good luck with. I hope you continue to do interesting studies like this and be involved in tobacco control. And thank you as well, Amy, for talking with me today. Thank you. 